This is a Suno India production. You are listening to Climate Emergency. एक छोटी सी अपेक्षा आज आपसे सामने रखना चाहता इस 2 अक्टूबर को हम भारत को सिंगल यूज प्लास्टिक क्या इससे देश को मुक्ति दिला सकते हैं हम निकल पड़े टोलियां बना करके निकल पड़े स्कूल कॉलेज हम सब पूज्य बापू को याद करते हुए और घर में प्लास्टिक हो सिंगल यूज प्लास्टिक या बाहर चौराहे पर पड़ा हो गंदी ना सब इकट्ठा करें नगरपालिकाएं महानगरपालिकाएं ग्राम पंचायत सब इसको जमा करने की व्यवस्था करें और हम प्लास्टिक को विदाई देने की दिशा में 2 अक्टूबर को पहला मजबूत कदम उठा सकते हैं क्या On August 15 this year, during the Independence Day parade, Prime Minister Modi announced that India will ban single-use plastic from 2nd of October this year. But on 2nd October, the decision did not go forward and India has decided to phase out by 2022 instead. To discuss this and more, Suno India reached out to Aparna Susarla, Director at Switch Cooperative. So the government has been talking about uh, banning single-use plastic. So what yeah. do you think about this? So I think the the ban isn't very well thought of. I mean, it's a welcome idea for sure. And single-use plastic certainly are a very problematic product that way. But there needs to be, I mean, more R&D into, you know, what the entire alternatives of these items could be there's uh, a lot of single-use plastic also uh, comes from the industry in terms of packaging that's a very big area of plastics so there has to be a lot of R&D into what kind of alternative packaging items can the industries offer so they will have to be uh, taken into consideration I think there's been a very little uh, involvement of the stakeholders, um, all all different kinds of t- stakeholders. Even I mean, there's the the, bla- the ban has been announced, but I'm not sure how strict the enforcement can be. So even I mean, just to take an example, I think before second uh, of October, before Gandhi Jayanti, the government had immediately announced ki now we'll ban all single-use plastic items and immediately like it received so much backlash ki within few hours it had to take back its stand and and it went very uh, loose on it then saying ki no, we are just, this is just the beginning of it and you know the campaign needs to start and over a few years it needs to be phased out. So I think very strict enforcement, number one. Number two, a lot of R&D in what what kind of alternatives can be, uh, what kind of alternatives can be made available. And number three, I think involvement with all stakeholders, a lot of dialogue with all stakeholders, because one clear cut uh, 
one clear implication of the ban has also been closing down of different plastic manufacturing trading units which has also affected very small scale informal uh, sector dealers so how do you also take into consideration their own you know uh, livelihoods and also provide alternatives so r&d in alternatives will also give them a lot of livelihood options so linking both of those also i think is required okay uh, so when we say single use plastic uh, can you give us an idea of what are like the general single use plastic items that are uh, a big problem in uh, waste disposal as such anything so all these um, basically within single use plastic items the biggest culprit over the years has been uh, packaging like i said so w- one time use uh, food packaging items like the kurkure wrappers the maggi sachets the the current uh, small all the shampoos and uh, all the utility items that come in small sized small sized products so health products beauty products pharmaceutical products all of them all the small size ones are problematic items all are single used the uh, problem uh, the problem lies is because of its the nature of the plastic it is multi layered plastic so manufacturing it is very easy because as per technology you can compress it and produce that item but for recycling it it takes a lot of technology a lot of Uh, energy to separate those layers because of which it's economically not feasible and that's why it ends up into the environment and uh, creates all the issues so multi layered package is one big single use item the second uh, ones again are all these which we use in um, in parties and festivals in events so things like forks spoons um cutlery all these are again come come as single use items essentially number one packaging and number two one time use items okay uh, i understand you know uh, that these are all products that have at least come in the last 5 years i would say 5 five years right uh, the maximum use of all the cutlery items uh, yeah. so i mean yeah the ba- the plastic bags cups plates all of the straws i think yes do you see that even from uh, households there is so much of waste in terms of i mean i can understand plastic covers but cutlery i'm not sure if people are using cutlery at home plastic cutlery at home on a regular basis is that something that you are seeing starting to see is that a trend that we need to worry about um no so not from homes but uh, again when there are parties at home so things like whenever there are birthday celebrations or when there is so it's not, it doesn't come under the regular municipal solid waste but if there are you know say events in the homes then the kind of items that are used are are single used items so even if you know there is a there are birthday generally we have seen these when there are get togethers birthday parties yes a lot of items that are used are single use cutlery so starting from plates to cups to uh, the plastic bottles so, uh, for water also now they have started using those small little bislery bottles that come in so straws sachets for those uh, tomato ketchup and all of those so, so that uh, the amount of the, this kind of waste is certainly increasing not every day but you know sporadically whenever there are these events at home so maybe i generally i mean if i can uh, 
I mean, if I can give an example, it's usually on Mondays when the kind of this kind of waste items is higher because Saturday, Sunday, there might have been some get together at home and Mondays, this is generally higher. Nice. That's, that's interesting to know. Um, so there is this alternative uh, viewpoint that I've been, I've read somewhere about how, I mean, uh, the reason that the government wants to, of course, there are multiple reasons I felt uh, why the government wants to ban single-use plastic. Mainly, uh, it is filling up landfills. <laughs> there is no way that, that it can go. Uh, and land is a you know premium right now, uh, one. But uh, there's also this thing that you know the government wants to get in bigger players to recycle. Uh, and uh, for bigger players to come in, you when single-use plastic is not economical uh, for recycling. Uh, whereas you know if you have good quality plastic it can be recycled uh, so the government I mean, at least you know the alternative theory that i i was reading was that uh, government is trying to bring these big players so that they can eliminate all the small players who are currently there uh, the rag pickers the middlemen who are buying these plastics right now uh, they are also helping in the and these are all small industries also uh, so what do you think about this uh, Rakesh, plastic generally, I feel there's been a lot of lot of myths going around with reference to plastic, especially plastic ban ke context mein because okay, in, in terms of general plastic, there are we know there are seven, eight different kinds of plastic, PET and PVC and HDPE and all these PP and different kinds. So uh jab plastic ban when uh when a blanket plastic ban, single use plastic ban is announced. A lot of players are brought in. So I think that's where these big players are brought in, where thing, items like PET gets the biggest attention. Even now, if you see, after the plastic ban has been announced in India, a lot of railway stations have these uh, plastic water bottle crushers uh, at place. And a lot of these big companies have come up to say, you know, we'll have these uh, milk uh, milk sachet, milk uh, packets, we'll bring in different, We'll put up different machines. So the items like PET bottles or milk sachets are anyways recycle, recycled in the general universe. Even, even with a plastic ban or without a plastic ban, these are good quality plastic items that will surely get recycled. The recycling value is pretty high. The problematic pro- pro- uh, products, like I said, the multi-layered packaging, that is where, I mean, the economy is not yet ready for recycling it. The Its, it's recycling value is technically so, it's so technically it's recyclable, but the volume to weight or the the entire economical ratio of, of actually recycling it is so low nobody, neither the small players and forget the big players, nobody can even get into recycling that small little amount because the labor to collect it, the transportation cost, all of it is way too high to give any return. So even a pet bottle today will certainly go for 13, 14 rupees and at a good time it even goes up to 30, 31 rupees a kilo just to recycle a PET bottle. So there, if you announce these, um, you know, uh, 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 you announce these subsidies, like bring your pet bottle back and we'll give you one rupee, is like killing the entire recycling economy. 
if people start you know because then the informal sector which used to thrive on these high recyclable plastic items they get nothing and then all these small little sachets and cutlery and ye sab end up with the informal sector who have to spend so much labor behind it and get nothing in return so i think that's the crux of the problem that's the imbalance with this entire plastic ban issue so what is the solution i mean how do we go ahead and make sure that these plastic cutlery i mean we read about these innovative uh, edible cutlery uh, and you know even traditional practices that we had like getting milk directly to home or you know avoiding i mean even milk packets are single use right food grades in those plastics uh, but i mean they also you know, people don't wash them as such and they end up becoming trash either way yeah to be honest i see and from a very personal point of view i feel see consumerism somewhere is the issue both i mean consumerism and also single use plastics i mean the only reason to use single use plastics i feel is convenience more than more than anything else what it brings to the table is convenience chalo okay we use it once and we we don't have to think of hygiene or anything it's very i mean people i mean misconceive it as chalo ye i mean this is very healthy because you use it once and throw it so there's no you know uh, contamination or anything aisa sab i mean these are all the different kinds of myths so i feel two three things need to be taken care of one when the government announces a blanket ban on single use items the ban as such is most welcome it's good that you shouldn't you know manufacture such items but a dialogue with like i said the manufacturing industry needs to happen to say ki now you have to so like you mentioned so if there are already alternatives available like alternative cutlery and things so how can but they're very expensive today so not everyone can even afford to buy all of it so but whereas a plastic straw is so easily available you or you would obviously want to um, opt for a plastic straw than a steel one so how can you increase the use manufacture of all the alternatives is one big thing number 2 r&d on the alternatives itself is important and number 3 consumers target both the producers and the consumers so one end if we are saying no production on the other end the consumers also need to understand there has to be a lot and we used to do it india as an economy india as a cultural country also like 10 years back we used to we didn't have these uh, single use plastic use at all now it's increasing because of convenience so we need to go back to our old practices understand why it's important for us for the nature for everything and yeah i think these three four things need to be done yeah i'm glad that some cities if i'm not wrong bangalore uh, has implemented this policy that plates can be rented and Yeah, yeah so it's available at in many places even in pune there are small little people who who are coming up with these interesting ideas there are cafes where they have completely they've said you can't you know all your coffee and everything doesn't come in your own those uh, styrofoam cups you have to bring your own cups or they have they have cups for rent there sikkim i think as a state has you know gone much much ahead and has linked a lot lot of these things in terms of single use plastic bottles or also banning the entire plastic as such and also promoting a lot of organic agriculture and all of it so i think there are a lot of positive examples around but 
these are very small 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 scale which needs to be you know the ideas need to be shared across and implemented i mean i know that there is a uh, big economy revolving around even waste uh, segregation distrib- uh, segregation basically uh, so uh, i i know that you guys in swachh are doing a great work with you know forming cooperatives can you throw some light on you know what how is that you can uh, get these people who are you know uh, involved in the economy back into uh, a more professional way of segregation and all that so see rakesh i mean see uh, the entire idea of okay uh, the entire uh, reason why swachh as a model has also succeeded and why it should be promoted is because it's a decentralized waste collection option and decentralized waste processing obviously is more economical the uh, contradiction however remains kisi even like a, take a swachh sarvekshan this current swachh bharat abhiyan and swachh sarvekshan kind of a thing on a, a larger platform on a larger scale on one hand the government certainly says you know we are promoting decentralized options the municipal solid waste management rules that were amended in 2016 certainly added a layer where it now it's now mandatory for all the urban local bodies to integrate waste pickers in their own areas but when it comes to say policy decisions and when when it comes to things like swachh bharat abhiyan for example like i was saying the the city that comes first every time indore i mean no offense i mean the city is very clean visibly everything is perfectly all right but the waste doesn't belong to waste pickers in that city it's a very centralized waste management system that runs there so these are mixed messages you see ki on one hand you say you know we should promote the decentralized options and we should empower waste pickers and run their own cooperatives and the and they should be the ones who are in charge of this entire waste management chain because it does help the 3r principle of reduce reuse and recycle but on the other hand if you if you are actually um applauding the a uh, centralized waste management systems and when you are ha- increasing your subsidies towards waste to incineration when you're promoting plastic to fuel kind of options the message that comes across there is please produce more so that you know this monster that we have set up the waste to energy plant or the plastic to fuel to fuel plant we need to keep feeding it today if it's 200 ton capacity plant we will need you to generate 200 tons every day so that that particular plant um, you know is fed and run, and runs whereas in a decentralized model like such we are telling the message that comes across is please segregate your waste please ensure, please start looking at the kind of waste that you generate you will have to reduce if you're if you're generating 1 kilo today you need to see how you will generate 500 grams in another 3 months so these are contradictory both are contradictory i mean they're so contradictory that they keep fighting with each other always so I, as a principle we are totally opposed to incineration plants but what we see is across the city on one hand the swachh model gets you know uh, recognized and says wow this is a great decentralized model and on the other hand there are subsidies that are given to the waste to incineration kind of models with very big players coming in so so yeah i mean 
I don't see how both these can go parallelly together at any point of time. Even in, like you said, in Swachh Bharat Abhiyan, there's so much of talk about uh, reduction, uh, reducing waste from an individual uh, level. But like you said, if you are building waste energy plants, it will only need, you know, so much of waste. There is so much emphasis on, you know, how are you processing your uh, waste? And then most of the cities have come up with incineration plants, have come up with plastic to fuel plants, and they get more points because they are processing those waste items. But what it also means is that creating these these small little things that are saying, chalo, produce more and more because I need to feed my plant every other time. So, so yeah, there's no reduction concept there or reuse there. Thank you for listening to this episode of Climate Emergency. If you like this episode and would like to support the work that we are doing, please contribute generously at sunoindia.in slash support. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Podcast, Cashbox, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Or you can go to our website, sunoindia.in.